This holiday weekend, we celebrate the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. There is not a store, school, library, major corporation, or politician that will not tell us how much they love and admire Dr. King and how we should all inspire to be like him. Yes, there will be those that will remind us how much he sacrificed and how he paved the way for them to be where they are today. They will go on to talk about how he was a nonviolent man and believed and operated in a nonviolent manner to approach the injustices put on black people. But today I want to focus on the last months leading up to Dr. King's death. This is where he began to move in a direction which focused on his long life struggle for economic justice. But the problems of racial injustice and economic injustice cannot be solved without a radical redistribution of political and economic power. He often said that economic justice where our gifts and our resources are held are not for ourselves alone, but as instruments of service for the rest of humanity. This is a new beginning on the economic front. We've dealt with the social question of legal segregation to a great degree, and we've dealt with the political problem of right to vote to a great extent. Now we are making a beginning on the economic. At the first phase of the struggle was freedom movement. The second phase, economic equality. Through the Poor People's Campaign, he promoted and fought for the Economic Bill of Rights. So while we continue to remember Dr. King as a nonviolent leader, let's also remember, hey, he is the GOAT. But we also must remember that he died as he began his unfinished fight for economic justice. We're getting ready to deal with the economic issue. We're getting ready to demand jobs and income. We're tired of working full-time jobs for part-time income. This should help us better understand the relevance of his legacy today. How we remember his fight for economic inclusion and parity, you see, it matters. Just like my friend Atiba, who has his 2020 Effin' Matters movement. Because it helps us see where we have been, and it helps us understand Dr. King's unfinished economic agenda. Now, we live in a time where people of color in major cities throughout the country sit at the top of the decision-making chain. So we have zero excuses as mayors and city administrators and CFOs and chancellors, city council members, procurement officers. You see, they cannot be afraid to do what Dr. King so boldly did, and that was fight for the economic parity for people of color, which actually cost him his life. The other thing I want you to understand is this. And it didn't cost the nation one penny to integrate lunch counters. Well. It didn't cost the nation one penny to guarantee the right to vote. But now we are dealing with issues that cannot be solved without the nation spending billions of dollars and undergoing a radical redistribution of economic power. Yes, yes. So while it's good to celebrate the life of Dr. King, let us ask ourselves, what are we doing as the ones with power and positions to make decisions to actually create economic justice today? Think about it. If everyone really wanted the dream of economic parity that Dr. King fought for, then why do we still have cities controlled by minority elected officials and still have no real economic benefit for those minority businesses in the communities in which they serve? 
You see, as we celebrate Dr. King's legacy, we have the responsibility to incorporate the very beliefs of economic inclusion he gave his life for. In the words of Dr. King, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter. And that, my friends, is my always real talk of the moment. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to the GOAT, the greatest of all times, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Happy birthday, Dr. King.